This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. People that will come up to me, the younger they are, the more they get it in the sense of, you know, being 15, 16, 17, there's a chance for them to be a content creator. Most older people will just come up to me and be like, oh, you're funny, I enjoy your content, can I get a photo, that's it. Whilst there's always younger people that will come up to me and ask me for advice and the same advice I tell them is, get started. Like that's, you know, you just got to put in the work. Don't think about it too much because there's been a million things that I've just thought about and never done. Execution is key because all it takes is the right person to like the video and ends up on someone else's explore page. That's the way the algorithm works, you know. They're either going to put on to someone that either is going to hate it or love it. Mm. And so just get started. You never know who's watching and try and be as original as possible. Rashid, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you, Kyle. So, um, we connected on uh, Instagram, was it, the, for the first time, if, uh, 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 maybe two months ago? Yeah. And Instagram. obviously, we've been talking a little bit um, yep. and, and a little bit behind the scenes. And um, I've been watching your videos for a, for a while now, um, and, and same with my partner, and, and we have a bit of a laugh. But um, I think I'm very interested to talk to you today um, First of all, I think the, the, the one thing I'm excited about is to share the, the person, um, well, not, not the character, right? Yeah. The, the person behind the camera, yeah. you know, what, what, um, a little bit about yourself, you know, how you yeah. got into it and the journey and, and, you know, obviously you're a family man and these kind of things as yeah. well. Um, but also then we can start to talk a little bit about content and some of your experiences, um, you know, you're a creator now, so, you know... Yeah, um, so I started off as a joke, and now, <laughs> like, that's, that's the title. Yeah. You know, you, t- you told someone probably a few years ago that there is a title of content creator. They'd be like, nah, shut up, man. You just make videos online or photos or whatever. Yeah, 100%. It's the whole influencer thing, right? It's yeah. like, it's the same thing. It's like, first they laugh at you, uh, then they... Uh, what, what is it? What's the saying? First they laugh at you, then they respect you, and then they fight you. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Forget the fight bit, yeah. but it's it's more like you know um, initially it's the same thing with like you know I, I think of it like Bitcoin as well, right? It's of course, like, it was a joke two years ago. Uh, it was probably a joke a year ago, uh, and now it's obviously raging. But it's it's similar with the creator economy and and what's happening there. Of course, I think it's uh, <laughs> for something to be good, it has to go through that rough patch, regardless, right? Same thing with Bitcoin. Same thing with memes. You know, how many memes have we seen of LeBron James? You know, one, one of the greatest basketballers in our lifetime. You know, how many, like, in his 15 or, you know, years of playing, he's been a meme like four or five times. So sometimes you've got to be torn down to get rebuilt back up. So you know, that's, that's part of the game. And the sooner you know that, the sooner you respect that and come to peace with it, that's all good. Yeah, 100%. So what I'll get you to do, um, so... Um, some some people might might obviously know you from from TikTok or Instagram. Yep. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself um, and uh, explain a little bit about what you do as well for people who may not have seen the videos. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Rashid, better known as Teddy <laughs> online. Um, Ted's yep. Teddy, Teddy, whichever. I'm fine with either. Um, 28 years old. I am from Melbourne. There is a very big misconception that I'm from Sydney. However, I'm not. <laughs> I'm from Melbourne, the north side of Melbourne. Um, Family man, married, got two daughters, would have won any other way. And like my bio says, I'm a father, husband, and a coffee lover. And I just so happened to be making content online. Um, you know, I've been making Instagram reels and TikToks for the past 
seven months. Um, it's been a very interesting journey. What started off as like a, you know, like a video every now and then just to have a laugh has now become a lot bigger, better. Um, what started off as a joke now is going into the realm of being taken serious, you know, where it is getting attention of people that wouldn't, you know, even like bat an eyelid at something like that online. You know, what starts off as, oh, you know what, it's just one viral video and then just like one viral video after another and then it's like, all right, cool. There's a bit of method to the madness. So, yeah, just working at it brick by brick. What, what made you get into it, right? So, like, what was the, the you know... Um the initial thought to kind of, and, and I'm interested to hear about the character formation of this and, and the kind of process that you went through. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so the nickname is Teddy. My real name is Rashid. Because um, it's French spelling, it's spelled R-A-C-H-I-D. So it's a bit hard for a lot of people to pronounce or they'll just call me Richard, which I was like, bro, my name isn't Richard. It's Rashid. That's, that's my government name. They're going to call me Rashid. So I'm like, you know what? If you're not going to call me by my name, at least call me by a nickname. That's going to be like, you know, like, cool, I'll, I'll answer to that. So Teddy, Ted Stedix, I was doing gym at the time. Um, still, I'm working in the fitness industry. So Ted Stedix, um, that'll be the name that'll probably stay forever as well. Um, I don't think I've got a choice at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Teddy's the nickname. I started off with just a few videos online, um, just every now and then posting. It was on Instagram Reels. I was on an app called Clubhouse and on Clubhouse, connect with a lot of people, go into different rooms. It's an audio-based yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, there was just a few people saying like Instagram Reels is the next big thing. So if you want to make content, jump on Instagram Reels because Instagram is going to take it serious. So I'm like, all right, cool. Made a few videos, got a few laughs, a few views, people sharing it around. Nothing too serious. And then one of my videos got ripped off my Instagram and put onto TikTok. Someone sent it to me, and I think they reached like a million views in 48 hours. Crazy. And I was like. Oh my God, like I'm selling myself short just going on Instagram. So, I, you know, obviously there's a demand because my initial thoughts of TikTok was like, it's just kids dancing. You know, no one's going to want to listen to someone opening up a camera and just talking to the camera for like 45 to 60 seconds. I was proved wrong. Ended up on TikTok as well. And the rest is history, man. So, what, so how many followers are you sitting at across both platforms at the moment? <laughs> I, I know TikTok is over 200K. Because that was like a milestone I achieved recently and I don't know, somewhere like 210 probably. Uh, by the time this comes out, who knows where it'll be. Yeah. Um, Instagram, I think, is around 88, 89. So yeah, I, I don't really pay too much attention to the followers. I think at the start when I was, you know, really like, you know, really focused on that. Now it's come to the point where there's other data in the background that I'm more concerned about than followers. What, what is some of that data then? Because I think that's, that's the interesting stuff. Like, I mean... Even us now, around our content, like we're trying to produce a hell of a lot of a content at the moment, but it's funny, like um, Donnie, our creative director, he kind of come in the other day and showed us some, some kind of data points that we probably wouldn't have looked at if it wasn't for him yeah. and was like, oh, we should be looking at this. And it was like, um, you know, we were looking at YouTube and it was like um, people that have seen um, your video but haven't clicked through and, and then there was also... Um, you know, um, I think it was like how long they've watched for and watch these time, kind of thing, yeah. and and he sent like six of them through. We haven't we haven't actually had a meeting about it yet. But what what's some of the data that you look at? You know, in regards to both Instagram and TikTok, and pay attention to, and then how does that actually change the way you you create your content or you know the structure of your videos and these kind of things? For sure. So I think one of the main things that I look at is how people found my videos. You know, every time I do get a message. People are like, oh, I love your videos, you're a funny guy. You know, if you ever have a show or do something, I always ask him, I'm like, how'd you find me? 
and most times it's like people have shared like shared it to me like sent it to me via text or via the dms um there's also information where you know how many people click through the explore page so maybe you need to have that catchy thumbnail for people to actually click on it also watch time um you know say how long people can stay engaged because i think as if you see at the start of my videos when i first started it was me talking for 15 20 seconds at a time cutting it and then doing another 15 20 seconds and you realize unfortunately the attention span of a lot of people who consume content is not that long especially if they don't know you why would i sit there and watch you for an hour if i can't even pay attention for 5 minutes mm. so i think my content adjusted with watch time and you know like the perfect example that i use is my daughter's watch coca melon which is a big cartoon that every toddler around the world is watching right millions and billions of views and one of the things that keeps the kids engaged when i like looked into their story and like studied their videos is every 3 4 seconds there's there's a transition things change and it keeps the viewer engaged whether it's a toddler or whether it's an adult like it just keeps you hooked so it's just one of those things that i also keep in mind um another data is another piece of data is people that that watch me are they following me or are they not following me you know why are they not following me what are their age groups you know and I've I realized that there are certain topics that you know what if you're 18 to 25 you're probably not going to care about my parenting videos you know what if you're older you're going to care about my parenting videos I make videos about cars you know it's predominantly that P play group of 18 to 21 that are watching it so every video varies and every video is made you know when I do come up with the synopsis and the subject matter it's catered for that person so whoever because when I make a video I don't just make a video I make an experience that's the way I've been thinking about it Do you want to explain that a little bit? So so cuz I feel like people are like well, well now nah, dude you're just making videos. So yeah. do you want to explain a little bit about how you you think about creating an experience for someone and and again like how does that change you know I think it'd be cool to go through your process like how you know when you look at creating a video like what is it that you do you know and how do you kind of go into it cuz we were talking the other day right and and like you know you were telling me it what it takes you roughly anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes to actually film, shoot and edit a video. Everything. Yeah, so anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes is usually like if it's a very well-written video, um, you know, I think people fail to realize that the first 15 minutes is just me warming up. You know, like just getting comfortable in my car and making the video, you know, like I could have like a shitty day and then come and I've got to make a video, so the first 15 minutes is just winding down and being like all right I got to get into video mode. Yeah. Um you know I could have you know the kids are just going crazy and I've got to make a video and I'm like oh my god I'm stressing about what's happening at home. So or like all depends on leading up to it. You know there are days where I've gone into the car half an hour everything is done and dusted. So I think people don't see the aspect of it. And when I say I'm making an experience not a video, we have we live in a time where in social media the people you follow are the people you want to be like or the people you you know you look almost look like look up to or you you enjoy their content right that's why i always say you know there's no such thing as mentors anymore because you can just follow someone and they could be your mentor because you're just watching their content mm. so for me when i make a video it's an experience because i want to the way i want people to consume it is like that mate that they you know like observe like a lot most of the people that come up to me they're like oh you know the videos that you make you just say what i'm thinking and i'm like cool let me be that person to put it into words and it's just like music you know why why is r&b so popular because people who've gone through a heartbreak or people that have relationship problems you know the rhythm and blues you know when it's put into a song they're like yes that explains how i feel so when i make a video i want i want it to explain how people feel about that certain topic or certain stereotypes certain observations 
and I always make the joke of, you know, some days I feel like I'm on the Truman Show. Mm. You know, I look around, I'm like, man, surely this isn't just me. Um, so yeah, whenever that video, it's an experience that I want everyone to enjoy. And also, I want it to be a timeless piece where no matter when you watch it, it'll be relevant. Cool. So, so because I feel like people underestimate how much actually goes into this, right? Like, sure. you know, and, and I'd wonder at what point did you realize that, hang on, this is not just a bit of fun anymore. This is actually potentially a, a career, you know, like, and because I feel like that's the shift in your mind that would, would make that, that effort go up in a sense, like, you know, and it's, it's obviously you see the numbers going up, you see the attention you're getting, you yep. see all these kind of things. But I think on, on the other side of that is like, hang on, this could potentially be a career. Because one thing, you know, I'd actually love for you to explain a little bit about, you know, what you do, right, as yeah. well. Because I feel like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people only see the character yeah. um, and, and potentially how life-changing getting into something like content and just taking, taking a risk and, and going out there and putting yourself out there can actually start to shift and change your life. Well, the original idea before I made videos was to be a ghostwriter for influencers. Um, I went up to a very good friend of mine and I said to him like, hey, I know there's influencers out there that there's going to come to a point where they're going to run out of content. So I feel like I could be the person to start up an agency. I don't know if there's anything like it where I could ghostwrite content, make a funny video and like, let's say, you know, someone with a blue tick just, you know, is running out of content. You know, they want to pump out more content, but how many photos can they post? How many videos can they make? And then he's like, well, how can you prove that you're successful in your content. I'm like, bro, like, oh no, I can make a video, like a funny video. I can put it into better words and structure for someone to take on and, you know, make it their own, you know, and I'll just like, I'm happy to just be in the background behind the scenes. And it's like, nah, you got to prove it. And that's how I started making videos, <laughs> like to prove that I could do it. And here I am. And I think there was like a point, like halfway. So like, like let's say I'm on like 85K, whatever followers. Like there was a halfway point where, brands started following me reaching out to me and that's when i realized like you know they were always like, reaching out and being like hey like if you ever do something please reach out to us because we want to be a part of that um celebrities in a sense or people in the industry are reaching out and they're like man you what you're doing is unique it's good and when you see like people who are already there starting to take you serious you're like all right cool i really gotta knuckle down and make video make better videos you know it's not just whipping out the camera and talking crap it's now like really like this is the content mm. that I am putting out there and it's the personality that's going to be reflected upon me when I'm walking in the streets. Mm -hmm. Someone comes up to me, they're not going to come up to me and know Rashid, the father of two daughters, the manager of a gym, um, the guy who you know just wants to have a coffee and chill with mates. They're going to know me as Teddy. So every content that I put out there, it's energy. So whenever I do make content, it's something that's going to be reflected back onto me. I think it's a, a true like what's the right word here i think you know it's the one thing i notice about content creators that are really good at it is they pay attention to the details right it's the small things that end up having the biggest impact and and i think that's one thing that you're talking about right now is that you know in i feel like a lot of people would underestimate the fact that you are really piecing together these videos and you are writing content you're not just getting in front of the camera and trying to, you know, just, you know, bust a, bust a video out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're actually writing content. 
you know, you're paying attention to the things around you. You know, that's something you mentioned the other day as well. It's like, you know, how do you come up with ideas where you pay attention to the kind of little things that are going on around you of course. that are kind of ironic in a sense? Yeah. Um, it's, like I said, it's one of those things that I look around. I'm like, surely this isn't just me. So when I do release that video or make that video or write a synopsis, I'll make sure that it's like 100% like this surely isn't just me. So I think it, put it into existence, put it into a video, and surely most of the engagement that I do get is like, oh my God, that is so true. That's a fact. You know, like I'm in Queensland and I experience the same thing. I'm in Mildura and I experience the same thing. I'm in Shepparton, South Australia, Alice Springs, wherever they are, they're experiencing the same thing. What do you, what do you see that work? What do you see that's working at the moment? Like if you were to give, like someone says, I'm going to go start content tomorrow. Yeah. Right, and I'm, you know, like I'm going to really have a, uh, put myself in the deep end and start tomorrow. What kind of advice would you give them? I think um, I'd give the same advice because people that will come up to me, the younger they are, the more they get it in the sense of, you know, being 15, 16, 17, there's a chance for them to be a content creator. Most older people will just come up to me and be like, oh, you're funny. I enjoy your content. Can I get a photo? That's it. Whilst there's always younger people that will come up to me and ask me for advice. And the same advice I tell them is get started. Like that's, you know, you just got to put in the work. Don't think about it too much because there's been a million things that I've just thought about and never done. Execution is key. Because you, you really, really never know who's watching. You know, how to find you. You did an episode with Josh, mm. you know, and you know, then let's say Josh was probably, you know, it's not like every other guest that you have, right? But it's put you into different, uh, yeah, into different positions and you really never know who you're reaching, right? My first brand deal was Chemist Warehouse and, you know, like I'm sure she'll probably watch this and like laugh because it's true who DM'd me from an account that was a brand new Instagram account yeah. with like minimum followers, nothing. And I was like, oh, you know, Chemist Warehouse want to do a deal with you to make a video. And I'm, most times like I just disregard it. So you really never know who's watching because all it takes is the right person to like the video and it ends up on someone else's explore page. That's the way the algorithm works. You know, they're either going to put on to someone that either is going to hate it or love it. Mm. And so just get started. You never know who's watching and try and be as original as possible because with my content, it's not about making the best content. I just don't want ever anyone to ever turn around and be like, oh, that's like that. Oh, that's like that. And the best analogy that I use, like be like Nike. Whenever you walk into a sports store, you never look at Nike clothes and think, oh, that looks like Adidas. That looks like Puma. But you always look at Puma, Adidas and other brands and be like, that sort of looks like Nike. Yeah. So be like Nike. Always stay in your own lane, do your thing and double down on all your strengths as well. Yeah. And, and so when you say double down on all your strengths, it like you had you identified what your strengths were yeah right like and and then kind of created content like can you give some insight into that right like so what were your strengths and how did you start to go okay this is potentially the the content that i can start creating yeah so most conversations that i do have with my mates are usually observational humor you know like stuff that we realize and stuff like that so when i made videos i'm like cool i got to do something that i actually enjoy making a video about um the type of conversation that is engaging and everything um, you know, there are some people that are good for talking hours on end. Mm. Like, do a podcast. You know, what's to stop you from doing a podcast? Yes, I know every conversation doesn't have to be a podcast, but it's still a medium that, you know, if you make a podcast, you can make that 30-second clip that could go ridiculously vi uh, like viral. And then, um, you know, there are people who are good photographers, write sick captions. Bro, you know how, many, how much people pay for a copywriter to write sick captions? Sick story? If you're a storyteller, you know, write stories. Um, you know, if you're good at videos, 
you know, like even like a selfie. If you're not good at that, look for the right person. You know, a content creator doesn't have to be just a one-man band. It could be a team of people mm. and all of you guys band together your strengths and make us, you know, the next Avengers or something. Yeah, so, you know, just get started. Yeah. And, you know, double down on your strengths. And, you know, I can walk, you can walk a horse towards water, but you can't force to drink. You know, I can tell you to get started, but if you don't, you're never going to know your strengths if you don't try. You know, it's just like the gym. You know, like how many people are like, oh yeah, my squat is my strength. Oh yeah, how do you know that? They started squatting and realize like they got, you know, like 150, 200 kilo squat. Yeah. So if you don't try, fuck, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. So best way to find your strength is start trying. It's, and then at yeah. least you can work backwards from there because if you don't like something, cool, I'll stop that. Let me do something else. And it's a process, right? Like it's, it, it truly is. A content creation, what I found is that it's it's truly a process because there's so many factors involved. There's shooting the content, there's editing the content, there's creating like you know actually idea formation around the content. Yeah. Um, and the more that you can kind of put in effort around those areas, and again, you you can't put in effort into those areas if you're not actually getting started and you're not kind of putting yourself out there. And, For sure. And I think a lot of people obviously underestimate themselves as well, right? They yeah. underestimate what they're capable of. Yeah. Social media is a great mechanism for growth but it's also a great suppression tool Definitely. right for people yeah. it can suppress people's confidence because we can obviously identify that you know we we, we kind of judge ourselves against everything on social Definitely. media you right? know how many videos i've watched and i'm like Fuck, i should have thought of that i should have done that i should have done this um you know how many people you look at that are smaller content creators than i am but they're putting on like i don't know if they're putting on but you know they'll put up content like with riches and everything but here I am doing so much better but I'm not earning that wealth or anything like that so you know don't get too caught up in social media just focus on creating content that is good I guess and something that's true to you as well because people will feel the authenticity through all your content whether it's a photo whether it's a video no matter audio people will feel the authenticity you know like I put up a video with a microphone and people were like no don't make videos with microphone. You know, we want you because you're, you know, we want you to record with your phone because that's who you are. It feels more authentic that way. If the experience is like that, then that's what I'm going to do. 100%. 100%. Let's, so I think this is a really cool conversation around, because I think me and you are in very similar positions right now. Scarily, for me, <laughs> scarily like almost identical, man. Yeah. Except so yours is with a team and mine is just more individual, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you kind of mentioned it before where it's like, there's not income 100% being generated at the moment. Like, and I know you're in obviously conversations and, yep. and there's different opportunities on the table and stuff like that. But, um, you know, because we're in a very similar position. Like, we, we, we are, we're very, very happy that we signed our first deal with Swift. And, Congratulations. You know, we've been in conversations with um, a lot of people, sorry, a lot of companies um, around sponsorship as well. <clears throat> but they weren't the right fit. And we wanted to partner with um, a company that was going to be really useful for our listeners, something that, you know, was on brand. You know, we, we obviously have, a, you know, most of the people that listen to us are young and so on. But the whole idea around to knock back a lot of those kind of opportunities, even though that it's money coming in, yeah. you know, and, and in your case, you're, spent, you're obviously investing a lot of time um, into what you do. Yeah. In, in my case, it's, it's, it's time and, and money at the moment, um, yeah. right? But it's, I think people... I think obviously being able to not suffice to the instant gratification that comes with maybe the wrong opportunity um, uh, and and even persisting maybe when those opportunities aren't coming, 
Um, what you know? What's your advice around that? And and you know, because you've been you've how long you've been creating videos for now? Seven months. Seven, going on to my eight. Seven months, yeah. eight months, right? Consistently, two to three a week, every single week, relentless. Some, and it's funny because like some people are like, man, you make videos every day. I'm like, it just feels like that. But really, it's just two, three videos a week. And, you know, I'm on both the biggest video platforms at the moment. And especially with TikTok, it's always pushing my face. So people always feel like it's every day, but it's, yeah, three times a week, man. Yeah, you're definitely on my feed every day on TikTok, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reality, man. If you want to be seen, if you want to be a content creator, you just got to put the content out there. It's consistency, isn't it? it's consistency. And, you know, like, I, I don't say this in, like, a proud or, like, I'm trying to, like, be egotistical, but there is no content creator right now like that salt, like in like that's doing similar to what I'm doing. That's putting out as much content as I am, or at least the quality of content and the thing. And you know, I know I'm going to go through a time where there will be no content, and that's okay, as well, because creative juices will flow, and eventually will come back. And yeah, for as long as I'm in that creative zone at the moment, I'm pumping out videos. Yeah, hundred percent. What What do you think like the opportunity is right then? So so like because obviously you're you're on the cusp. Yeah. at the moment like and and for for content creators out there like i think we're going through a bit of a shift yep. in you know content's been a thing for a long time now but i almost feel like we're going through a phase of right now where the content can be the product right whereas previously you created content to sell a product yeah so i you know and and kind of touching on that point of like the content becoming the product and what we're seeing with you know, um, things such as NFTs, although we're not there yet, but, you know, we know that they're going to start to shift, you know, the way we look at kind of content and, and art and, you know, things that are created by the actual creator. Um, yeah. What do you think the opportunity is? Like, why, what's been driving you to persist? Honestly, it's, the, I know the game is a marathon and I'm right now walking, you know, everyone's trying to sprint, everyone's trying to, you know, get there as quick as possible, but I know it's a marathon. I know it will come sooner or later. And I know when it's time to cash in, I'm more than happy to cash in. But right now isn't the time because I'm just really enjoying the process mm. um, of making videos. Um, in terms of cashing in, there are brands out there like, you know, if I really wanted to quit my job tomorrow, I could quit my job and take it on full time. Would I be comfortable taking on those brand deals? No, because it, like, it, it just doesn't feel right promoting that kind of product or that kind of you know, like business or whatever. However, there is money out there. Um, not taking up those instant deals is hard because most of the times I'm like, this could help so much, not just content, but also my family. And, you know, I've, when I make a decision, I'm not just making a decision for, decision for myself. I've got two kids and a wife to consider as well. Mm. So, you know, like that, it has to go through that filter as well. And I know like right now, I feel like I'm in an IPO stage. And, you know, like when the IPO does come out, the IPO is going to be at an all-time high like ridiculous. It'll be like buying a, uh, you know, like something coming out and you buying it at $100 instead of buying it at $1. And I'm happy with that. You know, I'm happy to not make a cent for the next year. But knowing at the end of this year or the end of next year, whenever I do decide, people will be more than happy to support whatever I do. You know, whether I'm, you know, I sell pebbles as, a, as an NFT or whether I sell selfies as an, as an NFT because it will be, you know, utility. It's almost like a, a share to me. That's the way I say NFTs. You know, I know there is utilities and everything. Like instead of dividends, there'll be utility where, you know, if I do decide to do a show, you know, you might have, you know, 48 hours access before everyone else to get your favorite ticket, to get that, Mm. you know, extra access and everything. So everything is slowly shifting to favor the creator. And I know that's coming. And that's why I'm in no rush to take up brand deals because 
why take up brand deals when you can be you can be the brand yourself? You know. Do, do you think? Because like uh, the the next thing I want to talk about is Rashid the man, right? Yeah. And and a little bit about you know things outside of content, yeah. but but uh, a part of me looks at you and says you're you're an extremely grateful person, right? And and you uh, can. You know, if, 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 let's say, fucking for some reason, mobile phones disappeared tomorrow, it wouldn't change how you feel about life. Absolutely nothing, man. Like, honestly, if my wife just called me up right now and said, you know what, I don't like you making videos, you're going to stop it or else that's it, I'll stop it. And, you know, that'll be okay because making content and making videos is a part of me. It's not me. It's just, you know, it's that one thing that I do and as long as I keep those two separated, that's why I'll always be grateful for what I do. Mm. Um, I'll never burn bridges and I'll keep friendships forever. You know, I, I know if you were to stop, you know, making a podcast, I'll still be in touch with you regardless. Mm. And, you know, for me, I'm in it for the relationships. I'm in it for, you know, like helping people however I can and everything because money comes and goes. At the end of the day, it's just a resource. But the memories and everything else, like relationships and networking, that's timeless, man. Because you really never know. Someone that you start with or someone that starts after you could surpass you overnight. So, you know, I'm, I'm always in it thinking for the long game. And, you know, for me, every, every decision that I make filters through my family first. Is it going to affect my family? Yes. No. Then my decision is made. Mm. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't see that. A lot of people just say, oh, nah, man. You've got all this money on the table and you're saying no to it. And I'm like, I'm not saying no to it. And future me will thank Thank me. Do you think? Do you think that factors into the conversation we're having before around suppression of confidence and and even just people like like let's say someone um, has been you know is is or has started and they're kind of into it but can can kind of trip over along Definitely, the way yeah, you know of that that kind of that it's hard man because like you know we're all from different places we're all have had different experiences in life and, yeah, and so sure. on right so but i think like a big part of of achievement and patience is the ability to be grateful for what you already have because a lot of people out there and you know me and you were lucky very <laughs> very lucky Extremely compared blessed, to, yeah. to to some others out there um so I feel like that's genuinely something that um, is can trap a lot of people. You know what I mean, and and can make them stumble at the wrong times. You know, in in business, is that they need this to happen, yeah. And 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 a need for something can often make us emotional. And and when we're emotional, we sometimes don't always make the best decisions. And for sure. so I feel like that's something that you know that's something I see in you. You know dramatically especially from the initial conversations that we've had but i think it's you know for me that's a, a, a big key pillar that i think if you're going to go and chase something you can be robbed of the joy of doing that actual thing especially if you got into it because you actually really enjoyed doing it of course um i think you know especially starting off you do get offers and things will come up that you're like oh man this will be really really good this will be helpful and everything and especially like when you put up that first initial ad, dude, people closest to you will start telling you like, oh man, who do you think you are? You're taking, you know, oh, you're already advertising. 
you're only on 5k followers you're only on 10k followers you're only on 15k you're already advertising you're already doing this oh, you're a sellout you're a this you're a that um, you know it's like I'm, I'm grateful that I am just like yourself I am able I'm self-sufficient I do not rely on brands to fund me you know I could quit tomorrow if I really wanted to and as well as you know I, I could quit as well making videos and not have a worry because you know I've got a life outside of all of this um, yeah it's it's very easy to get caught up and you know once it becomes work the joy gets taken out completely you know the amount of stress I go through making a collaboration video compared to making a normal video mm. is like two different two complete different things and you know oh is it good is it good enough is it worth the amount I'm asking for as well because you know if you're asking for a premium price the last thing you want to do is send off like a 5 out of 10 video yeah. or a 5 out of 10 piece of content. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I think it's, I honestly think it's just about knowing your worth. You know, like, like a big thing for us was like when we were like talking, having conversations with potential sponsors and people that were coming on board and so on and it's like I think a lot of people you know don't understand how valuable they are or they you know maybe that lack of confidence doesn't give them that self-worth so yeah. then you know one thing that we said is like well we know what our worth is so we're not sure. when you're coming on board with us we're partnering with you so we're all in with you and you're all in with us yep. it's not oh you know like we'll give you a bit of money here or there and and this and that and that's why for us it was a you know we, we wanted to make a really big decision around that he was like yep. okay like if we're going to partner with someone we're looking at this as a 12-month deal yeah. Right. Not that it was a twelve month deal, but that's how we're looking at it. We're only going to partner someone that we'd be happy to partner with for twelve months. Yeah. Right. But knowing your worth as well is like, you know, you you would you would understand this, you know, and I'm sure you're having conversations at the moment around people undervaluing you. Yeah. Right. And 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 or maybe, you know, we kind of were talking before, but misinterpreting who you are and, yeah. and what you know, what you stand for and your values and so on. Yeah, a lot of people undersell themselves, I think influencers i guess you can call them that or you know people with uh i don't like to say you know followers but like an audience i guess um undersell themselves there are some that oversell themselves and then on the contrary there are businesses that like nah who do you think you are i'll never pay you that you know i've had companies that turn around and you know they're well-known companies and be like nah we pay i'll just use this example like there was a company that wanted to partner with me i told them my price they turn around they're like oh we pay nrl players that money like, there's no way we're giving you that money. Well, they didn't say it in those words, but we, we pay NRL players that mm. we We pay NRL players that money. However, this is the price we're looking to consider to give you. And I'm like, but the NRL players, like, they're just sport players. Like, I'm not trying to undersell what, like, what they're worth and everything, but I know the value that I bring to the table, you know, that, like, the, the influence, I guess, or, you know, the, the value of like being trusted, right? People who follow me know whatever I post because I, I don't post ads. You know, if I could, you know, I could tell you how much I made because it's not much from Instagram and TikTok and everything because it's not much. You know, mm. there isn't like brand deals consistently coming and I'm just accepting them, taking them, taking them, taking them. Um, so yeah, th like there's two, there's two sides to that as well where some people undersell themselves and also some people that do oversell themselves and businesses do the same thing where they'll pay someone who they think, like, for example, an NRL player, they'll pay them, like, X amount just because they're an NRL player. Whilst, you know, like, the product has nothing got to do with someone who's a sports person. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's a very, very weird world, a very great area. 
and I guess it is subjective as well. So what about what about Rashid the man then, right? For so sure. so outside of outside of content, yeah. who are you? You know, what do you care about? What are the things you value? Dude, I'm a family man. Um, you know, oh man, to me it's you know, like a lot of people, especially lately, there's been a lot of pressure of apply for the blue tick, you know, like you, you know, you've you're doing so well, you should do this, you should do that. You know, um, like we were talking before, you know, there was an idea pitched to me to be on TV. And I'm like, nah, man, like this isn't me. So I'm, I'm very big on family, values, principles, and also, you know, just really, you know, living a modest life. You know, I'm not out and about. I don't, you know, if I go to a place, I don't introduce myself as Teddy. When people like bring up my videos, like, yeah, it's, it's good. Like it's a respectable conversation. But it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's something I do. It's not my identity. And, um, you know, I work in the fitness industry. I'm passionate about being in the fitness industry. Um, you know, passionate about everything that I do in life. I've always said, when I was 15 working at Macca's, I was passionate about doing it. Yeah. When, you know, when I was, you know, in my 20s working at the airport, making coffee, I was passionate about it. And you can see that in my coffee videos, right? And now, like, I make videos, I make content, I'm passionate about it. So I go all in on anything I do. So I'm just a very passionate person about whatever I do. And that's, that translates to everything in life, including, you know, loving my partner, loving my children, spending time with them and everything, and yeah, that, that's predominantly me. I'm not, I'm not a very like flashy person or, you know, like I don't do things. I don't have many hobbies, I guess, especially with content creation. Like that takes up most of my time, honestly, and, um, and work as well. And I'll enjoy the downtime as well with friends and I enjoy conversations like this. So that's why I am here. And like, I enjoy meeting people like yourself who are in the same game where we can share the same ideas, the sh- the, we can share the same concepts. Mm. We can share, you know, why... Why, you know, if I'm blessed and you're blessed, why should we just build a wider table when we can just go long and invite people onto the table, especially if they're, you know, ready to take that leap? Because like I said, you can walk a horse towards water, but you can't force the drink. And I can sit here and give, like we could have a class of 20, 17 year olds that all want to become YouTubers or, you know, TikTok people. Mm. I can give them all the advice, tell them all they need is their phone, which they have in their pocket. They don't need anything else. Mm. And they still be like, oh yeah, I like the idea of doing it. So, yeah, I'm just a passionate person, man. And, you know, content creation just happens to be the thing that I do uh, or that I'm doing at the moment and will be doing for a while. And, you know, that flame is there and I'm just going to keep putting the charcoal in, feeding it the wood or charcoal or whatever and slowly, slowly over time just gradually grow it. Yeah, I think you can definitely see the passion that comes out in you. Um. (laughs) A little more reserved in podcasts, but you can see the passion in the videos. You know, when I make a video... You know, I project my voice. Everything is calculated. Everything that I say, mm. you know, if, dude, I deleted like five gigs just worth of bloopers from my iPhone. Five oh, gigs. Oh, bro, you should, why you delete them? I know, like I put them on a Google Drive. I didn't delete <laughs> I was gonna them. I going to say, right? Like, I deleted, that's some, hey, that's some valuable stuff. Where, One you know, day there's going to be a blooper <laughs> video coming out and I reckon it's going to be the, that's going to be the biggest one. Probably, like it would have surprised me, man. It's, it's always the, the stuff that you don't expect to blow up <laughs> that eventually blows up. Like most, my biggest videos were videos of the ideas that I've sl- sl- let marinate in my notes for like two, three weeks. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I should revisit that idea. I make a video and then next thing you know, I'm getting like a million views overnight on TikTok. Yeah. So you really never know. You can't count anything out. Yeah. But those bloopers, like I'll just break out a character because sometimes you can't take yourself serious as well, right? You know, you're making videos and that's how I know I'm having fun with it as well. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm waiting for this blooper video. Even if you just make Eventually. it for me, send it to me. That's it, man. 
Um, we've been talking a little bit. I actually had Sam Wood on um, to chat. Is he coming on? Uh, is he being released before me or after yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So everyone would have watched his episode. By the time this comes out? By the time this comes Beautiful, out. Beautiful, man. That's like a massive downgrade, man. They watch <laughs> Sam Wood, then they watch nah, me. No, <laughs> mate. You're on your way. You're on your Thank way. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. But, but, but one thing we, we talked about was fatherhood. Um, and, you know, I feel, and, and this is something we kind of talked about, but there's, there can be a lot of pressure on uh, you know young men, young fathers. Yeah. Um, how, how old is Sam at the moment? Late thirties. Uh, he could be forties. Oh, okay. Could be 40. Looks good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Far out. <laughs> Fucking oath he does. <laughs> oh, he's, he's tanned and he's you know he's fit and yeah he's he's, he's a good he's a good man. Like he was he's honestly one of the most like humble and and, and nicest guys that I've I've connected with, but. We had a good chat about fatherhood and, and we talked about some of the pressures that you can feel, especially as you start to get into business. Um, and, you know, like, you know, it's definitely something that I think about a lot is like, you know, you obviously want to be successful and you you want to be able to be um, a great father, you know, obviously with them in, in the moment, but you also want to be able to provide for them and you want to be able to do those kind of things. Um, and it's definitely something that I think about a lot and it's definitely something that I know when I talk to other, you know, men that they kind of feel that pressure as well. Um, you're obviously entering that world a little bit, you know, in terms of you're, you're a father, but there's a new opportunity on the table and, and so on. Like, what are some of the, the, I guess, the principles or the values that you hold that you think, or kind of how are you thinking about that situation and, and balancing the two of, you know, obviously there's an opportunity on the table for you to go really chase something and, and it could mean um, travel. Travel. It could mean you know. It could be more experiences um, for your kids and these kind of things. But then also making sure that it doesn't absorb you, um, and you know you're still there for them, and, and 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 obviously being a great father in real time. Yeah, I think one of the things that I always tell myself, and my partner always tells me, um, you know, my wife will always say like, whilst we're together, like be as present as possible. That's the one thing that I always try and do. You know. Mm. Lucky for me in the fitness industry, I do start later in the day, so I do have that morning where I'm where I'm there with them. And the one thing that kids, the one thing that I've realised is kids won't remember how much money you've made, how many views you've got, how many followers you've got. They're going to realise the time you spent with them. Oh, Dad watched Bluey with me. You know, that, those are the moments they remember. Or you know, they'll pull out like you know the remote and be like, oh, Teletubbies. You know, that's the stuff that they remember. So anything that they want to do, I'll go above and beyond for them. You know, and also my decision making is filtered through around them so you know if I do need to go Sydney which I did have an opportunity to go Sydney recently you know is it am I able to bring them along with me if not then I'm probably not interested because you know you get me you get the family me as well Mm. you know you're not just getting like the one or two videos or you know you're not getting everything like if my family isn't with me I'm not going to be the most optimal performer because like I said before I make a video there's that 15 minutes where I've got to cut out of mm. like exactly what I'm you know like what's happened 24 hours or the past 10 hours or past 8 hours at mm. work or even the hour when I get home have dinner with the family if there's just something crazy whether my daughter's teething or something so even if you do get me travelling if it's not with my family I'm probably not going to be the best performer I'm not going to be the best Teddy you know you're not going to get the best version of me so I think that's one of the things that I always pay big attention to because if I'm a good father I'm going to be a better creator and you know that like that synergy there is 
you know, like the one thing, it's a superpower to me, man, to be a father and a content creator, one powers the other. And I'll never see it as like, oh, I've got to balance one or the other. It's for me, it's just, you know, that's, they, they go hand in hand. Mm. And I'm not a good content creator without my kids. And I'm not a good father without my content creation because sometimes I do need that time out where, you know, I'm going off on a video and everything. And then, and I also do need that time with my family where I'm like, cool, I, I can't wait to just sit down in my car and just make a video. And there's always that running joke like, oh, does this guy live in his car? And it's like, bro, like I'm a father, man. I can't get like two minutes of silence at home. There is absolutely no chance. So, you know, balancing the two, yes, but they, they've got to coexist, man. And, you know, this, yeah, this opportunity is there where it is coming. And I think that's why I'm playing a longer game because I need them to coexist or else I'm better off just working, man. Like, you know, and just doing this whenever I can, whenever my family's settled, whenever, you know, everyone's all good. Mm. Because, you know, I can even point exactly which videos I look stressed or look tired because something was happening at home, you know, where my kids were sick or, you know, I had an argument with my wife before I made that video. Mm. And there are times, like, I can, like, pinpoint exactly what happened on that day just looking back at my content. Why? Because my content suffers if the stuff at home isn't good, mm. if, you know, I'm not looking after myself. So, yeah, they've got to coexist for sure. That's such a good point. It's, it's, I think it's a drive-home point of synergy um, between the two because I think that's the... It's probably one of the best answers I've heard, I think, you know, like, in Thanks, terms man. of the fact that being a great father or, yeah. or being a great partner and I think that's something as humans we, we, we probably don't pay too much attention to but it's like how, how our energy changes and how our energy reflects in, in our actions and our behaviours um, and, and you know, why it is important to have those two things coexist and, and to put the best into both of those worlds For sure. or even you know, bring them together you know, as much as you can. Yeah, of course, man. If, if I'm going on a ride... I'd want to bring my kids with me. Like I say to people, if I, if I quit my job, know it's on my terms. And, you know, like m most influencers, or like people that I know, you know, they're just making enough to live. Like they're not, you know, billionaires, gazillionaires or whatever. They don't, mm. you know, like with me, if it's not with my family or, you know, including them, I don't want it. And maybe that's why I'm playing a long game. You know, like ha after having this conversation, that, that's probably the reason why I'm playing a long game. Because whatever that's out there, whatever brand and everything, doesn't include my family. I'm not interested. And that's okay with me. I'm happy to pass on everything. You know, I'm happy to pass go and not collect $200. That's a, I mean, I, th I just think it's a great point. Yeah. So I, I, I really love that. All right, so we're going to finish the conversation now with quick fire. For sure. Okay, so um, quick fire, you, you've listened. You know, you know what yeah. it's all about. Quick fire is obviously um, as much as, we, we don't necessarily want short answers. You just answer how you want to answer, but the questions from us are, yeah. are kind of deeper questions. Yeah. Um, one, one that I always ask everyone, which I love the answer to, um, I love hearing different answers to, but one piece of advice for your younger self. Um, one piece of advice for my younger self. I think um, everything that's happening around you does not define your future is 100% something that I tell myself when I was younger. You know, you realize that the friendships that you have when you're younger is out of convenience. Um, the people around you is most likely out of convenience. You know, you go to the same school, you happen to work at the same McDonald's, you happen to same, uh, work at the same shop. And, you know, most of those friendships are out of complete out of convenience and they're not, they don't define you. You know, their opinion of you don't define you. 
who you really are because you're always going to be a, you know a work you know like you you're going to be like slowly progressing through life and that's not the final version of you so you know don't be too hard on yourself and um realize that those around you are just you know for that moment you know as you grow older you're going to realize that you you'll meet different people you'll meet people that you'll look up to you'll meet other people that will give you a very good example of who you shouldn't be as well so you know it's not just good like people are always like oh you know only hang around people that are successful because you want to be a success and you know this and that but you know sometimes it's good to have bad experiences to make you realize that hey that isn't me and I don't want to be that person you know like I look back at some of my days where I used to go out clubbing and I'm like man how did I hang around with these people <laughs> but at least it's given me that example yeah, of fuck, yeah. fuck this this isn't the person that I want to 100%. be no chance man for the rest of my life no chance 100% 100% um one piece of advice for young content creators out there. Execute. Honestly, I cannot stress that enough. That like, most of the time when I meet someone, it's just, ah, oh, what can I like? I want to, you know, I want to make content like you. What can I do? Ah, uh, you know, you don't need the best camera. You don't need the best microphone. You don't need, you know, the best lighting. You don't need everything. If your content is valuable, if your content is good, if it represents what you stand for or what your brand stands for it will eventually get there. You know, I think I heard this on one of your previous episodes where the first concept or the first idea isn't necessarily going to be the final product. It will grow. It will get better. Mm. It will get refined. You know, my first video and the video I made like two days ago is two completely different things. Like my first video was me shaking with a camera, you know, like I've got Parkinson's in the car and like stuttering every single word and with the worst editing fast forward to 150 videos later you know you put in your reps your sets you know you become familiar with the data you know people's feedback because people's feedback is data as well you know if people aren't commenting you know then maybe you're not you know getting enough reaction maybe your words aren't powerful enough maybe that photo or piece of content isn't powerful enough mm. and with that feedback you adjust as you go along as well so mm. definitely execution don't think about it too much don't do too much research just get started and then you can refine as you go along very good. What does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood to me is spending time being the best partner and being the best father at all times, whenever I can be. You know, no one is perfect. No one is everything. I'm spending adequate time with all three, so both my daughters and my partner. Um, you know, just, you know, I think everyone thinks of fatherhood as just, oh, yeah, I just got to look after the kids. Oh, you know, if, you know, they want, you know, the new PlayStation, if they want this and that, like, I'll just pay for it, pay for it. Um, it is partially that, but it's also spending that quality time because you can always make money, man. You know, I've seen people turn, turn their life around at 50, 55 years old. You know, I'm 28. Uh, the only thing we're losing is time. Mm. So for me, spending that quality time and also allowing my wife to have time for herself to come back into the house and be the best partner, uh, sorry, the best mother and also partner she can be as well. So fatherhood is a combination of both, man. And yeah, just really spending quality time with my daughters. Um, because uh, yeah, I want to set an example, not just for people who watch me on Instagram and the internet, because that's just like a metaverse of its own, right? There's also real life where my daughters will repeat every word that I say. If I'm coming back from work and I'm constantly frustrated, they're going to soak in every bad word that I say, every bad thought that I think mm. you know it's energy if I'm putting out that energy my daughters will grow up like that they'll all be nasty mm. and I just want to set them a, a very good example of you know like what a what a man should be or you know what a guy should be mm. you know and that's 
yeah, I just want to be a good example, regardless of gender. I, th- I love what you said about being the, the, the best partner possible. Because I feel like, you know, one of the things that has driven me from such a young age is this thought in my head that is like, I just want to be the best dad in the world. Yeah. You know, and, and there's so, it's multifactorial, right? And, sure. and it's like, okay, so the best dad in the world is, is also the best partner in the world. The best dad in the world is a great leader best you know for people at work yeah you know like what do you want your kids you know because your kids may not see that right but but you know what if they talk to that you know one of the the workers in 50 years or 40 years or 30 years yeah right so i often think about that and uh you know um it's it's so multifactorial that i think often that's kind of what keeps me at peace you know because it is a work in progress when I think about it that way and it does make me just want to improve myself so I really I honestly really love that that answer um so what do you wish for the people who watch your videos I just hope they get a good laugh out of it really um just get a good experience and you know I think Gary V always says this you know it's not about how many people come to your shows or how many people think like when the day you do the part is when you know people look back on your legacy and you know just look back and be like man this guy really loved what he did so i just want want to be known as a passionate person who you know i know my style of delivery and my style of comedy isn't for everyone you know apples and pears right but whoever does enjoy it i just want them to enjoy it to the fullest of extent yeah and you know something else that people always say to me is like i always use your lines (laughs) and i'm like cool well if you've made someone else's day yeah. I'll take my 10%. <laughs> I'll take my 10% yeah. of like good deeds or good yeah, karma yeah. or whatever. So for me, you know, I just share the laughs. Um, you know, we live in a time where there's so much negativity out there, so many trolls, so many people that, you know, wish like bad upon other people and everything. I just want to be that, you know, beacon of light, I guess. Yeah. You know, for those people that enjoy my content. I know yeah. there are some people that don't enjoy my content and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. As 100%. well. Awesome, man. Um, that was great. You know, I think what I wanted to do with this was show not only the skill that goes into what you do, because you should be very proud. You know, I think the stuff you do is amazing and I think, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, but also show the person behind the character, <laughs> behind right? Behind the scenes, yeah. Because I think um, I didn't come in with any expectations when I met you, but definitely was seriously impressed just by your character uh, who you are as a person, your dedication to fatherhood, to your family, your principles. Uh, and that was what I wanted to share. And I think uh, you, you absolutely crushed it and nailed it. And uh, I just hope that, you know, people not only view you as the TikToker and not only look at the content you create yeah. and, and although that's, that's what that, that's, you know, that's the, that's the entertainment side of it, yeah. but they can also put a bit of a personality behind that now and, and start to, to, you know... Um, Piece the puzzles together. I don't know if I would say the word respect because I don't think they disrespect you. I yeah. don't know if that's the thing, but it's like I just, I, I, you know, I'd love to show this side of it and, and I think, you know, um, it was a great conversation and, and was able to do that. So I'm really appreciative for your time and, and obviously <laughs> the sacrifice um, that you've made to kind of get here because you did... You, you did um, you know, you did you did take Adjust. time out of your day, yeah. right? So, no. so I thank like thank you for having me. Honestly, this is a phenomenal opportunity. You know, someone who consumes the podcast <laughs> as well to be sitting here on the couch is just like a crazy experience. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Really, like to speak about things that I don't usually speak about. You know, very openly. Like I said, I'm a very you know, simplistic person, very family man. 
So, you know, this is a good opportunity to speak about things that I don't usually speak about, especially yeah. in my videos, right? 100%. Because, uh, you know, that, that's all behind the scenes stuff. But, yeah, I'm genuinely appreciative for this, man. And thank you for your time as well. Like I said, you know, it's just a bit of a different guest. But, <laughs> no, you know, I, no, I won't sell myself short. The thing is, is, is you know, uh, like a, a, the number one thing we're trying to do with, obviously, our content is help the everyday person, the, young, the younger generation, the millennials, the Gen Zs get ahead in life. Um, the creator economy is upon us, man. It is absolutely, you know, demolishing everything in its path at the moment and, and it's real and it's growing and, and that's going to be a big part of what we do moving forward. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on to, to actually explain what, what, you know, the creator economy is and, and you know what are the skills you need what are the things you need to be doing <laughs> yeah because it's true you know and and i think we're in a world where content comes first and the product comes second you know and and that's that's how you build a business these days so um you know i thought i thought there was a lot to take out of that in many different from many different angles but it was a great interview thank you and like i hate saying this but definitely watch this space and, I, and like that goes for both of us right you know, we jokingly said it last time, like, you know, this is going to be a big year for, you know, most of the people around us and especially for you guys, um, myself. So this will be interesting to look back, you know, 10, 12 months from now and just be like, oh, wow, they're really spoken into existence. So yeah, thank 100%. you again. Before we go, for the odd person who might not have seen your videos or yeah. might not be following you, for where sure. can they find you? Cool. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok, Ted Stetics. So T E D S T. H. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, no, nah, Ted said it. So, um, <laughs> we can wrap it there if you want. <laughs> nah, that's all good. So, you can find me on um, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, those are predominantly the two main crazy um, places. So, Ted Stetics. Or you can even just search up Teddy, and I'm pretty sure you'll see a cartoon image on my head, which is a significant head that only a mother can love. So, <laughs> you, you, I'm sure it'll be on your TikTok feed somewhere. Um, big thanks to you, brother, for coming on. Mardo, thanks for rap putting this all together and, and making it happen. The, the team at In-House, um, we work very closely with them on the podcast and to be honest, they're, they're some of the best in the business. I wouldn't work with anyone else. Um, so a big thanks to, to everyone over there um, and to you guys, the listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in. As I said, crazy ride we're on. Um, super appreciative for you listening. Um, we've got some fucking really cool stuff happening. Um, a lot but it's it's cool we're, we're trying to bring as much um you know life-changing content to you guys as we can so um thanks for tuning in thanks for subscribing thanks for all the comments thanks for everything you do um it's only because of you that this is possible we'll see you next week <laughs>